0: So, welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Liam's made me do this again because he's in one of their moods, isn't it? Um, so, the podcast name today is uh, Ice Cream Cones of Power. Now, it's been on our list for quite some time. I think it's actually one of the really early ones, isn't it, Liam?
1: Yeah, since the 1950s, I think it's been on the list.
0: So, I think... <laughs> So we'd we'd kind of we'd added it on the list originally to talk about Gardner, I think is what we'd originally th- assumed we were going to do. Um and potentially talk about the um operation operation cone. was it I Operation Cones of Power, something like that it was called. Um
1: we don't mean the Nazi thing
0: the nazi thing and stop we the going... actors from stop Adolf
1: Hitler coming over here
0: yeah stop him coming across yeah um
1: make his ufo crash
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but surely an, an an ice cream cone of power is just what he'd need to land on wouldn't it
1: A, because... it's tough at the top <laughs> <laughs> it's tough at the top of any type of pyramid
0: So, um, so yeah, so originally the idea was we were going to talk about that. What's made us kind of bring it forward today, because you know what we're like, um, we just find a way to make all of these titles fit, regardless of whether or not they're planned. So today we're having a really interesting conversation with one of our mentees. Um, just in case you'd all forgotten about that mentorship thing we do, the, um, and we were talking about the publications of, of a certain um, esoteric writer from down south, um, and not down south in the US, down south in the UK, and um, and about their approaches on kind of a Wiccan approach to um, the Kabbalah, by, with a C, not a K. Or um, So, or oh yeah, or a Q. That one's always a fun one. Um, the Kubala, The Kubala, But um, Yeah we kind of brought it We were chatting about that which was a really Interesting chat which will no doubt End up in a not a book Review in the future of that Certain trilogy but it was It just kind of had us talking about Kind of The understanding of Perspective which I think we talk about a lot About and uh, often comes across as us belittling people. Um, and like, obviously when you're on 30 stories above somebody, they do look rather small. Oh, um, Chris, you're such a nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but that's just perspective. It's got nothing to do with you being rude. You know that that person is just as tall as you, um, or you guess they're roughly about your, your stature. But... It's difficult to see that from such a height. Um, so, but what was interesting, really, about kind of decompose, you know, deconstructing this book, having not even read it, just kind of looking at, uh, you know, little reviews of it and looking at the kind of um, content structure, and kind of making some big assumptions about what the books would actually be written about. Uh, which is quite easy for us to do because we actually understand the text that they are talking about, as opposed to just, you know, making a swinging grab at it. Um, so it's it's interesting. Like, you know, both of us made similar ins, in, uh, I want to say suspicions. No, I don't mean assumptions. that. Assumptions. We
1: assumptions. assuming things, not having read the book or books however i think we will read at least one of them so we're doing this today i think did you say we're going to put our assumptions out publicly and then we're going to do the reading part and the research part actually read what the author has to say and then we'll see whether we have to go back and say actually we got it wrong this book is actually very good and other such stuff we might be borrowing words is that what we're
0: yeah because i i think some some people just think we're fausty and that we have just got nothing nice to say about things Mm. um when actually we are approaching something from a point of knowledge um and actually going and that is a for us this is an educated guess it's Mm a random swing at somebody's practice, um, which is what it's often deduced to. And I just don't, uh, I get somewhat annoyed, Um, however amusing it is to be Fausty. It's actually not the point of what we're doing, you know, in the politest possible way. We are educators first um and faustiness is just part of the way that we deliver it in order to make it fun and enjoyable to digest for you as listeners so it's kind of when it when it is kind of we're just reduced to being fausty nasty witches who have never got a nice thing to say about anybody Mm. Um, just kind of feels like that's very one-dimensional for some something as multi-dimensional as us beings,
1: so we're going to attempt to judge a book by its cover. Yes, cover. Oh, judge an entire trilogy, I think, by its cover covers, yes. and some comments, reviews, and the contents page that's on the free uh, read me part on Amazon. I'm presuming open me up type thing, uh, and then we will come back and do another chit chat, presumably about after we actually read it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Right. I... Where are we starting? With reviews? Or are we starting with the story of how we found this book? What do you want to start with? Do you want to name the book or not? <laughs> um. Or should we do that in well, the naughty bit? We can
0: do that in the naughty bit. I think okay. what's important is that someone... I think it's important to say what's I find it admirable that someone is attempting to do it and i can understand why somebody would like it it is like i said earlier today to you liam like i i can understand why somebody would want with the popularity amongst the um uninitiated to have um see that made me sound like i really care about yeah. initiation no
1: it made you sound like another little another nasty bitchy session that did it's like yeah. oh the uninitiated you mean yeah. the plebs the ones I that do not plebs. know yet think they do
0: but let's face it they're the ones that are all chasing down chaos magic aren't they let's face it generally speaking Oh, very
1: shitting on chaos magic i love it um, <laughs>
0: but Okay, I will clarify. I will clarify yes. on that one on the basis that I'm talking about what the surface level, cha- what people consider chaos magic to just be fucking sigils. Um,
1: Are we not talking about the philosophy? Of I'm that?
0: not talking about the philosophy of actual chaos magic, which I think is quite clever about the having, having a gnosis and following it through, regardless of whether or not that is part of your um, core practice as an experiment. In order to prove a gnosis, I applaud that approach, but that is not the approach that is used and talked about on witch talk and, and insta insta witches and all that bollocks on the internet. Is not appro- taking that approach uh, that approach of gnosis first, mm. and actually taking a now na- it's narrow in its in its process because it's scientific in that way. Of kind of going, I'm going to take this viewpoint, and I'm going to keep going as long as I can in that direction until I get the end of this gnosis. Like that, as as a practice, is is admi- like I really, re- I, it's not my way of, of approaching things. And I, w- if wish, I had more time to actually have a couple of goes at it myself. Um, I think there's an aspect of that in what we do particular as mentors i think there's an aspect of that in what we do um but generally speaking I, i'm not shitting on chaos magic i am shitting on chaos magic with a k um that is a hashtag all over the internet um that thinks um sigil magic is chaos magic um because categorically it is not chaos magic chaos magic actually has nothing to do with sigil magic um sigil magic is just one of the many expressions but um that's not the rant we're having today liam
1: i'm not don't don't say it like that that makes it sound like oh you started this Liam. (laughs) i am so fuck all so far right this has all been you you've done the intro you set the tone for this it's a low tone i'll give you that (laughs) um as it always is when <laughs> we talk about a book
0: <laughs> but, so, yeah. um, so, i'm not so...
1: knocking
0: i'm not knocking the attempt i think the attempt okay. to do something like this is an interesting attempt like so the topic to... and the
1: basis of the book so what the book is actually supposed to be about which is uh the lower the first one's about so it's all about the Kabbalah isn't it Kabbalistic yeah. trail exploration magical Kabbalah from a western perspective particularly from the perspective of a Wiccan so the yeah. book is designed to teach that from a Wiccan perspective for other Wiccans and such uh, the first book in the series is all about presumably the triangle of manifestation is what I was assuming that it was about is that right yes that's the impression I get what is it that you are suggesting or why do you get that impression? Is it something from something in the comments? Is it something from the contents page or what?
0: So I get it from, I have a tendency when I get a a title of a book, mm. I will also switch Google over to an image search. Ah. And in there, there is obviously a piece where this has been talked about. Cause obviously it's the first in the series. Mm. So it's been along long, around longer. So, therefore, there's more opportunity for people to have talked about it on Patheos and places like that, um, where it's been talked about in forums. So, because of that, there are some drawings that come with it that give this illusion. Um, so, my understanding from that the few pictures that are about and the title is mm. the discussion has this focus on... Um, um, has this, foc- this focus of um, what we would call terror?
1: Hmm.
0: So terrorism, you know, terrorism. No, a terrorism in earth, earth
1: on the Kabbalic the tree.
0: Realm. On the Kabbalic tree. Markuth. So, Markuth. So, so yeah. So my my assumption is that looking at that pyramid. Um, So not even necessarily understanding it as manifestation, um, but describing it and doing their usual correspondence course stuff and applying the elements to the corners of a pyramid.
1: There's a bunch of, from what I'm understanding, not having read the book, there's a bunch of elements, four in fact, classical ones. And then in order to make those four elements, they're all kind of equal, and balanced, give it another dimension, they add this extra element called spirit, which makes the fifth element, which gives you four points, which makes a square, adding that extra point above on another dimension means that they all connect together to make a pyramid with a square base potentially so they make a two-dimensional object a three-dimensional object whereby thinking that they make the physical realm somehow connected to the next dimension which would be the astral presumably which from our situation what we would normally talk about the triangle of manifestation is not that it is the next triangle above that so they're actually talking about the elements purely it is presumably the first book is just about the elements not about manifestation it's really just about the elements like every single fucking book is in the beginning of wicca often is to begin with here are the elements
0: so that's what we would call descent into matter so something coming down the tree and manifesting in terror so that that's what we in that's where the The two manifestations are described Mm -hmm. so that's what i mean when i say something manifests solidly third dimensionally and then obviously we talk about the triangle of manifestation which is slightly higher than that
1: i would suggest that it makes sense for the author to start there because Mm -hmm. people that are reading are going to be humans and physical beings therefore they're used to the physical world therefore you're kind of starting at the bottom and working up. So starting from where they currently experience things, which is in, you know, the physical realm. Within, I think, Jewish mysticism and such, they do the opposite, don't they? They start with normally at the top there. So the most out there, they would start from creation to understand kind of like Big Bang style, where everything started and follow the expansion of the universe universe or the creation of things till they get to the bottom and then work their way up again. Whereas I think this author is presumably just making several books, free books for the three different parts. So the first part you would imagine would be the Triangle of Manifestation. However, I don't imagine it's actually even gone that far based on diagrams. I think it's just talking about elemental magic at that point, funnily enough, which you can read in Agrippa several hundred years ago <laughs> <laughs> so any interesting reviews or people that have reviewed such work because I think you said Ron Ron did didn't you
0: yeah I'd read I'd read a lovely one from Ron Ron and I just um, I closed them all earlier so give me two seconds oh, to okay. make them magically manifest again
1: where are you finding Um, the reviews are they on Amazon
0: no I was looking at I think it was the the actual publishers website Um, so I was looking at something on
1: oh I can't find you are we allowed to say who it was that started this discussion with us in terms of what meant it or not
0: I'm sure we can I don't think she'd be offended
1: okay it was the consultant killer i think brought
0: it up yeah so her
1: her was interesting her
0: question was an an obvious one which was basically like is this a thing because Mm. they do you know it's one of these like the witch's ladder um Mm. as soon as you say the witch is something or other everybody's like okay well is that a thing or have you mm. just, are you just calling it a witch is something or other? Um, so, so yeah, so it was just, um, you know, we spent a decent amount of time in, in the, in the consultation, just talking about, actually, you know, all these things mm. that are being referred to and know that you are right. They're not, they're not things someone mm. has attributed in a very you know for lack of a better term appropriative way of just kind of kind of going okay well i want to talk about this um in order to talk about this i need to put it in a sphere that they'll like like the uh, you know uh, things like the witch's alphabet well it's not the witch's alphabet it's a wiccan alphabet um it's been invented by wiccans for wiccans to use didn't exist before did, Is nothing historic like you know um but it it means that people who are also given that information of oh well there's a witch's alphabet um mm. can go and find that very
1: easily the witch's know? alphabet is in the witch rooms that they use yeah the, the one that... as well <laughs> <laughs> i told you they steal everything from Agrippa and give him none of the credit
0: no i mean i don't mean the witch's runes i know the ones you're oh. referring to no i mean the witch's alphabet the really swirly um attempt at oh. so that they've got an equivalent to enochian
1: oh god I was right
0: so they wanted their own hmm. version of enochian's writing so they wrote they, fucking did. they wrote one it's it all looks like little m's with little oh. other things on it's vaguely astrological um here you go we filibustered beautifully there liam um so the yeah there was a um there was a comment made obviously by ron ron whether or not he uh was paid for this i i do not know so i can't comment um but he he says i love the vivid imagery powerful romanticism uh kindliness and earthly common sense of this book um to those fresh to the tree of life this is an excellent introduction um for those uh with it uh for those familiar with it um they will see it through fresh
1: eyes which you took to mean that he was shitting on it
0: well i took that to i took that to mean he's being very polite as to say this is very cute but Hi. isn't going isn't going to teach you anything about kabbalah mm. so so i kind of took that as a he's generally a friend to the wiccans because they pay a lot of his bills mm. um, so you know and also he's a historian yeah. so he's not going to you know fight something that is technically right so i would say that what they've what he's managed to do has stayed within the tradition of of the kabbalah from a western mysticism kind of route Mm. um you know the specific choice to use the c rather than the like you say the k or the q um, has separated it from um the you know hebrew uh, mysticism route which is where the really cool stuff is. Let's face it. Um, the Western, the Western kind of watered down clinical version of it um, isn't anywhere near as exciting.
1: Um, and I think well, by it's reading the bare bones of making something work where that is non-religious, isn't it? So, yeah.
0: So what's interesting I find about it is to make it to do that um, and then discuss it all through using Hebrew words mm. in the actual um, con- comments um, contents list. Mm. Kind of then kind of sells a different version of the package. So mm. I'm I'm not sure I, I'm I'm un, unsold on it. But I can um, you know it has an interesting setup. I can see, I'm assuming there's going to be a heavy kind of Rosie Christian uh, kind of leaning to it, uh, golden dawny kind of look. Well, I've imagine- got to have
1: got the info from somewhere. So, it's probably from that book, The Golden Dawn.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that that's where the appropriation is coming from. Mm. um that it's kind of the wiccan slant on looking and a kind of appropriating what's possible um which for a bunch of very woke individuals i'm intrigued to see how they take it um Mm -hmm. but then generally speaking it's okay to steal from a white culture from another white culture so that that has less less
1: or thorniness. sage smudge sticks are also fine. Because they're so iconic apparently that that's alright. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Whereas Let's... an Indian headdress isn't nearly as iconic as a sage smudge stick, you see. No. Of course. And as they say, everyone hates the Jews.
0: Mm hmm. So yeah, so I'm 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 just very I'm very aware of of certain certain potential issues (laughs) um that the woke world will have with it um i see it's very carefully tried to navigate it as a kind of though we're looking at this from a a western but then again i'm assuming they'll have more awareness than they may necessarily have it may just be like any other wiccan book that appropriates a whole list of deities from a whole list of different cultures um with no with no thought about it so i'm i might be being too kind to it actually and assuming that they've given it some thought and they've gone for you know the sea rather than because i and can't think off the top of my head from the golden dawn and from dorian valiente i can't think which way she would write uh Kabbalah. would she would she have gone big k or or would she have gone big c
1: i don't know nor do i really give a shit to be honest with you i don't like any of those sorts of people and i am really fans of their work in general i find them you know important i suppose because the 20th century was not all that long ago so people consider that sort of thing to be important um i have mixed feelings like you, I think, about how important that sort of thing is. I think it's just recent. So people feel they owe a lot to it and I'm not entirely sure whether they do or not, if I'm honest with you. Um, But there we go. So it could potentially be good because we've got the idea of taking what is presumably an exploration of Kabbalah western magical Kabbalah mysticism magic and the tree of life and trying to actually teach that in the form of a book or from a practical perspective I am presuming that that is the case based on the fact that they've called the first one uh, the witch's pyramid I think it is and then the second one the hexagram and then the third one the trident which makes Mm -hmm. sense that and if you're wanting to make maximum money I suppose then you would create a trilogy rather than just one book but I'm presuming it's not that and not being all pessimistic in that I'm presuming that the reason why they split it out is to dedicate a certain amount of time to one specific area that's really important to learn before you move on to the next area so I'm going to make that presumption because I'm hoping that that's what they've decided to, to do rather than just drag it out for free books. I don't know how long the book actually is. Is it one of those things that's like eight hundred pages?
0: No, each one's about two hundred pages if that okay. so they're not they're not huge.
1: Mm. Um
0: I imagine looking at them, they've they seem to have gone in a fairly natural order, although I don't understand their orders in which the pathways they've gone down. They've paid no attention to the fact that they are numbered for a reason. Um mm-hmm to give you a suggestion of the order they're supposed to go in. Um, Uh Whereas actually they seem to be jumping around a bit. Uh Um, So, so yeah. And like you say, they go the kind of wrong way, which is why they, the numbers jump around so much is because they're Uh going up the tree rather than down, Um, which I think is a really interesting point that we were talking about earlier today, which is about perspective. Yeah, and actually, it makes a lot of sense. Now, obviously, Liam looked laughed, and because mine was obviously a very pointed way of putting it, which was essentially, you know, if you stood next to the mountain looking at the pyramid and going, "Oh fuck, that's big," um, rather than looking at it from above, at which point it just looks like
1: a, a crosshairs um, on yeah. on a map. A pyramid from a plebs perspective, like the people that built them, they look like a big triangle type thing. However, when you're looking from the heavens, from the skies and such, you look down at a pyramid with a square base, simply looks like a square with a cross in the middle of it. So When we look at our Kabbalistic tree, we see at the bottom what they're considering to be a pyramid is really just a circle with a cross in it. Yeah. Which would be what we were talking about with the consulting killer, I believe, wasn't that? So the perspective yeah. that people looking at the Tree of Life would not therefore see that as a pyramid or a triangle or anything like that. They'd just see, oh well, that is the sign correspondence for that part. It's the circle with the cross, as opposed to one of the other ones that's got an Hebrew name attached to it or a planetary name attached to it. And I think we're out of time for the regular edition of the No Horse Bar Witchcraft podcast. But I would like to uh, sow the seed of doubt potentially, <laughs> because you highlighted earlier about the, the numbering system and the maybe some Hebrew names and stuff like that. Are they using Hebrew in this, in the titles or something? Is that in the ti-
0: in the titles, yeah. So obviously, oh. each section it's talking about the path routes. So, right. uh, chapter six, for example, is Markuth to Yesod. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got seven that is you know yes shod, uh too mm. hard etc mm. etc so they they're using the kabbalic tree with its hebrew names on it they haven't attempted to do what we would normally do in western um in western uh interpretation of kabbalah and like stick planets on it or mm. stick uh kind of name the, the seraphs uh, no i can never say them how do you say Saffiroth. that so yeah so the the spheres because <laughs> that's what that word means uh, yeah. spheres um make make sense to name them in a way that would make sense to somebody that's studying it yeah. so somebody that is approaching it from a wiccan perspective would not understand um would not understand the Hebrew names or any reason for actually using them. Mm. So, you know, when we teach it, we use a planetary way of doing it. The reason for that is because that is something that is understandable, Mm. because otherwise you can't take the nuance of what the word Malkuth means, Mm. Um, because you don't speak that tongue. So not having any Hebrew Uh, and understanding hebrew means you're going to the word malkuth has no use to you
1: Mm.
0: because you don't understand what the word means it's nuanced you know that's like me saying venus to somebody that doesn't understand the planetary system and going what does venus represent
1: a razor Um, a a, what a razor a razor yeah like from the earth I'm your Venus, and then it's got the women's and the swimming pools and that, and they're shaving their legs with the Venus razor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go Venus something. Means. I was
0: going to go something similar, and I was going to say, "Well, that's where women come from, because yeah. those kind of books that say men, you know, that those feminists men are from are Mars like, and
1: women's is from Venus." Venus. Yeah.
0: Um, so which makes no sense really because the amount of bloodshed in Mars, it would make more sense the women were from there, wouldn't it? The um And it's cold. And it's cold. And they're all so I'm told cold blooded. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so I just I struggle with that part. And like like I said, that's without getting past the contents page and actually reading what they talk about, mm. maybe I'm being unfair. And maybe he managed to put it in a language that would be understood. But I deliberately, I don't know about you, Liam, I think it's a bit different for you because you were taught it mm. in that in that original language, in, in the Hebrew language, which kind of means that you have an understanding of, of what those are. Um, whereas I've never tried to connect to those
1: words. No, I, I don't. If I use it, I don't even use the words. The only merit I see in using the words is because if you get a tree of life, like nice big poster or something like that, it generally has the Hebrew words on it. So people often will say, well, this is the name of this. This is the name of that. It's like, well, why don't we give it and rather than trying to learn what that name means, why don't we give it another name for which you already know what it means? which is my big problem with the occult world. It's like you spend X amount of time, like a year trying to learn a dead language when actually let just start with the language that you currently speak, yeah? That makes so much sense. Look, we're already a year ahead. (laughs) Exactly. Just by the very nature of using English for fuck's sake.
0: So I'm already criticising it for doing this even though mm-hmm. I don't know if it's what it did. Yeah. Um, it's not but, looking you know, good
1: from the contents page.
0: It's though, not looking it's just... good from the contents page. And I don't think I could find the con. Oh, no, I found the contents page for the second one. I couldn't find it right. for the third.
1: Okay.
0: So, so, yeah, so I'm already hesitant about it. Um, I think the title I can forgive. It's a bit of clever marketing, mm. um, you know, from a from a pair of fausty witches there is nothing wrong with um you know appropriating something pitchy Mm. and pithy in order to get a book sold we're totally on board with that we're capitalists um like so the there's no there's no problem with with that i can i Mm. can deal with that um and for me like reading through the titles of the contents like the first couple um you know after the introduction are like um second chapter is as above so below well obviously that's the approach they're trying to explain um that they're trying to explain that hermetic law through this so that makes sense um third chapter is path of the serpent I get that that mm. this is what we would normally talk about when we talk about Kabbalah um mm. Adam Eve snake coming down the tree like you know we we get that um the bit i get a bit more quish, iffy with which feels like a, a valiente bullshit, um is the tarot cards hebrew letters and the Kabbalic cross mm. in in chapter four um that i'm i know i'm going to hate that chapter regardless of what it's about mm. um and then the, the fifth chapter is called angels and and temples again probably going to hate that one but i'm assuming mm. If, it, if I'm I'm hoping, uh, one of the other words I think could be swapped in, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, from from the Sephiroth um, words is to call them temples, mm. potentially I could be a word. Realms.
1: I yeah. would imagine what he's talking about there would be angels and temples as in the realms of yeah. each circle, let's say on the Tree of Life or Sephiroth. Um, and the uh, overarching purest energy there which would be the god slash goddess, whatever of that thing, which again, you could describe a planet to, or you could describe an angel name to, or anything like that. The very fact that they're using angels is either again, a marketing thing to say, we all know angels are good. They got halos and everything, you know, (laughs) don't need to be worried about this. Or it's a case of, they're really actually deliberately trying to tap into some form of angelic workings which would be a little bit worrying um which you do see people like that because again from the more of a ceremonial background if this person does potentially then they tinker a little bit with enokia magic then they tinker a little bit with the Kabbalah, then they tinker with this tinker with that and then they mesh mesh them all kind of together don't they so from that perspective i'd be a little bit worried that okay does this person understand that if you are trying to work with the pure energy if you're working with the pure energy through the lane lens of an angel that is no longer pure energy that is a pure engine energy with a tint on it i I was gonna say with an angel lens on it angel lenses yeah um which could potentially be put there on purpose. It could be to make it somehow safe. It could potentially even to make sure that everyone that works with it, which I'd be normally not accrediting an author like this with the ability to think about something like this, but I would think that a legitimate way to do that or a legitimate reason to do that would potentially be to, well, if everyone accesses this through the angelic perspective, everyone's going to have the same experiences. So if you've tried to work through the book and someone else has tried to work through the book, you're both accessing it through a specific conduit, which might make sense, and therefore a language might develop between you who's read and worked that path versus someone else who's read and worked that path, which potentially, if you're using something else, like planetary energy, maybe, there's a little bit less specific, let's say. is a lot more malleable as planetary energies are in the way that they appear to people um then that could be a particular reason but we haven't read it so we don't know.
0: no and like i said i'm i'm intrigued enough to read it like it is Mm. you know i think that that in itself is an endorsement you know is the fact that actually it's it's triggered my interest enough to actually go can we get my hands on a copy Mm, Um, i'm not i'm not sure whether or not i want to buy a copy but the there is a kind of, can I get hold of this? Mm. Um, because I'm intrigued to see where this kind of path of gnosis has gone. Mm. Um, I think it's also very interesting in the sense that it really does um, map looking at it the way it's been written across the three books. Obviously the second one with hexagram, which is obviously what, again, what we talk about when we're talking about, a sol- you know, solar work, is about you what we talk about as the solar system that we are Mm -hmm. um approach of that kind of um central ring of planets um and then the third one we're assuming being called the trident is dealing with the uh, with the higher um with the higher planets
1: the moron um,
0: and whether or not yeah and whether or not it's actually mentions crossing the abyss or not um or even talks about pluto at all we can't again we can't tell
1: because I mean, chris, that was the fourth book in the chiller trilogy the one that was never written because that yeah. would make sense <laughs> yeah so so
0: yeah so I'm, I'm kind of i'm hopeful i know i'm going to be heavily disappointed with the third one but i feel like oh chris but I feel like there's going to be there's a good opportunity for the first two to actually grip me in some way as as a thought exercise. Not anything I would ever want to do, um, but kind of, you know, and I'm intrigued as to how he how he will potentially ruin it. Um, in the second one, there's a mention of meditations, I think, chapter two or something like that, because which means I can already assume how he's going to go through the um you know the 10 paths or whatever they call Mm it um which he's clearly going to deal with in the second book um but what's interesting for me is is i don't look at the tree from that perspective so it's interesting to see how someone would theoretically climb the tree in Mm -hmm. inverted commas um from a practice that is so elementally bound Mm. um so you know i was already irritated by the pictures i saw from the first one with uh, you know their their misunderstanding misunderstanding of that pyramid Mm. by assigning elements to it in in that kind of way Mm. um so you know i know i'm i know i'm gonna be disappointed but at the same time i'm not well i already said didn't i to that particular mentee feel free to buy the book if you really want to buy the book um and that's not something i very often say i normally say if there's a way you can steal a copy somewhere or borrow a copy then do it that way if you're that desperate to read it um like you know we got to the end of conversation I st- I was still like eh, you know it might just prove to you how much you already know
1: mm. um, well yeah that's true I I would imagine that some of the stuff that we see actually from people that are more advanced and that have been doing this for a long time that haven't that have developed a lot of magical knowledge and quite a lot of experience what well, they haven't developed is the ability to back themselves and an understanding of how good they actually are because they look at something and they think oh, I must be missing something here when actually they're not missing something there because that's been something that's come up with mentees over and over again is that like, oh I think I'm missing something or I'm not fully thinking well, I'm understanding this because it can't be this simple or I thought this this and this and this but this person's saying something else It's like, no, you're just understanding it from a very deeper perspective than what the author is writing about. You're right. (laughs) It is that simple. And it's like, oh, gosh. Um, Costa Coffee Shop. I don't buy from Costa Coffee Shop because I dislike coffee in general, but I'm not going to pay the amount of money for something with that shit very often. They sell shit paninis overpriced they sell shits, movies and stuff, it's all overpriced. And I don't want to buy this book because I don't want to support it if it's shit. Because I feel like they get one over on you, you see, Chris. Some people are like, oh, I'll spill out, I'll chuck out some money, you know, on the odd chance that it's a good book. I'm not willing to do that, I'm afraid. Oh, I will support the author by buying the book whether I like it or not because I think that author should be supported I'm not one of those people either I like to reward <laughs> I'm big on rewards and treats you see so I would much rather if it's a book I think is good I will buy it and I will buy it in a, a more expensive as I have bought some things that are overinflated from the price of really what they're worth because I've liked them um However, with this, because I really do get the feeling it's probably gonna be potentially shit, I don't wanna buy it and try it out. So I did put a little message in the moot chat to see if anyone's already got the book that so I could borrow it or look at, look at it. Um, but what, where do you stand on such a thing or a concept of not supporting people? that do shit work. I'm interested in what your opinion is. Should support the artist, shouldn't you? Or should you not? I don't know. It just feels wrong to spend money on a book you already feel like, oh, it's going to be shit, you know? Ultimately,
0: I feel like we are already doing it a service. We're Mm. talking about it today. We're guaranteed to do not a book review about it you know half the people that listen to us are probably going to buy it anyway because they're curious we haven't told them what it is yet (laughs) do you know what i mean like so it's one of those things where you're kind of like well actually um we will have paid for it in some way shape or form um so you know even if it's a bad one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um and we really hate it we will have paid for it um yes I don't like buying subpar, (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) subpar products either. Mm. And by that, I mean, like you say, um, something that I dislike. I don't necessarily mean, you know, um, I like Costa and therefore I will buy coffee from Costa.
1: Yeah, but you Um, bought that Harmony Nice book as well.
0: (laughs) Yes, but I only bought it at like three pounds it was in like a charity
1: it
0: It was essentially
1: in a charity bin oh Um, was it in a charity shop or something because as long as the money didn't go to the author no well it won't have gone because it was in
0: it was in the works so the works will have been one of these um mass buys Mm. from a from a retailer somewhere so um that couldn't shift it in the normal shelves so um so yeah but i i bought that just as a i thought i would probably just review it and take the piss and i couldn't i couldn't bring myself to do it Hmm. it was so bad i didn't want to speak about it um whereas i think at least with the things that we've discussed on here and are not a book review they have you know been worthy of a discussion um even to say how bad they are um whereas actually i was already too afflicted by the existence of harmony nice um let alone what she was actually doing um but yeah i don't i don't know i'm i'm torn occasionally i will buy just to um what is it what is it uh anyanka says hate, hate read. read
1: hate reading
0: i have i have bought them to hate read um but normally that money's gone to jeff bezos um mm. who i continue to keep throwing money at but that's because he's usually so efficient although i bought some screws from him the other day and he sent me the wrong ones, so i'm not very happy oh,
1: bastard
0: um so i need to acquire them a different way now because clearly i can't trust jeff bezos to carry on through with screws um i knew it was mm. going to be bad when i pressed pre- when i pressed purchase i knew they were going to be wrong um and i still did it anyway um mm. but no i don't know i i think a te- uh, for me it's about threshold of cost mm. like because uh, so i i will think of kind of like did it cost me less than an hour at work? Hmm. So, you know, what an hourly, what my hourly rate is. Like, that's normally my threshold of going, eh, was it worth working an hour for? Um, and that's normally how I would kind of do it. Because um, I can normally gauge that quite well. Hmm. i kind of going, oh, well, am I going to get that oh. hour back?
1: I don't mind buying second-hand crap, right? Because there is a little trick for those that might not be aware of that. Because um, I would rather buy, so if you could buy a book for a pound from the author, from the author's website or something like that, or you can buy a book for two pounds that's already been read in bought. I would rather buy the book for two pounds because I know none of that money is going to the author rather than the new ones, so like the pre-owned books, right? Because they've already been bought. On uh, a lot of the self-publishing and small independent publishers and stuff that do put stuff on Amazon, most of the time you buy it brand new and then the author gets a percentage of the price and the fee. I know that because I've you know put books that I've written and stuff like that on Amazon. There's always normally the option to buy uh, an older copy or a uh, pre-owned, I think they call it. Yeah. Now, what Amazon, because they're cheeky bastards, your friend Mr. Bezos does, is even if it's a brand new book that no one's ever bought before, they still have the pre-owned button. And because a lot of these authors and books and stuff are print on demand, if you buy it pre-owned, technically, I think they do print a copy of it and send it to you they just they cut the offer out because there was a big thing about it a while ago yeah so people were buying pre-owned because it's a little bit cheaper not much a little bit cheaper or sometimes the same price but because it's pre-owned if they haven't got any of the copies they just basically print a new one and screw the offer over that's what I was told and I've seen it at the very least to be false advertising because I know for a fact that No books have been sold of a specific book that I wrote, and yet there was still free available pre-owned in order to buy. It was like, how can they be available to buy if no one's ever bought one, right? Yeah, because it's difficult to track because you don't just have to trust them, wouldn't you? So it's quite interesting. So I'm going to try that because there's another book I really want to review. By well, there's two actually, but there's one in particular that I want to review because I actually genuinely think, although the guy's a bit of a dickhead and dislikes us both probably me more um I think the book might actually be quite good but I still don't want the author to get any money for it (laughs) so I'm gonna buy a a pre-aimed version knowing full well that it probably is going to be a brand new version that the author is not going to get any percentage of there's some magic in that Chris I don't know what sort of magic it is (laughs) but <laughs> well, there's magic there.
0: <laughs> that is Fausty, definitely. That is
1: Fausty, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Normally, I just try and convince Lady Poison to buy it and then bring it to the moot so I can flip through it all. Which she's very good at doing that. She's so brilliant at it. In fact, that she often has two or three copies of the same book and doesn't even know <laughs> <laughs> how many Cold Peppers she's got. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. She's who I got that Keldon book from. I borrowed that from Our Lady Poison.
0: Yes. In fact, she's the one that
1: suggested reviewing it. It's really all our fault that we got such negative comments and feedback about it, really, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, she stunted our growth, she did. She did, yeah.
1: The algorithm did not look too kindly on us. It neither did or it didn't. I'm not entirely sure. Because I was told that dislikes and likes are both equal in the eyes of the algorithm they just like controversy so maybe it did do us some good uh, um but yeah so the i mean
0: in, i'm intrigued enough by this one that i haven't you know i haven't gone don't get it it's a waste of money because i don't really know mm. um, i have like like we've demonstrated the you know today is it has potential to be a good mm. book um in the sense that it will show a completely different uh, a pretty completely different perspective mm. to the one we one we teach um mm. and to experience so you know i just i don't know i'm just really hopeful that he's gone and done it justice rather than um you know, him going, he's done this in order to make money
1: on, on wokeness. You, you don't know? make money on occult books. If you want to make money, yeah. write a book on dating or a diet book. <laughs> so. <laughs> now what we could do, actually, is we could evoke or conjure up um, our patron goddess of digital piracy, Calypso. Because <laughs> she's very good at procuring... Uh, Things, isn't she? <laughs> She's she is very
0: she is very good at the the digital verse.
1: Yeah, if anyone was to know where we could get a dodgy copy of that book or the entire trilogy, potentially, it would be the patron goddess of digital piracy, Calypso. Um. Hello, if you're listening, <laughs> expect a text. <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I know, I know the third one is going to disappoint me either way, but I, I'm already hating it because it's 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 called the witch's trident, which is just disgusting in general. Um, oh. Before you even add the kind of Neptune connotations to it, um, but again, it's pithy, catchy, and therefore algorithms will love it. I'm sure.
1: Mm um you don't see many witchy pagan people running around with tridents though not nearly as many as you would imagine (laughs) but then neptune and poseidon i don't think is all that popular from a a pagan perspective but it is from mythology though isn't it it's really popular from mythology and films and stuff like that Hmm. but the pagans don't seem to like poseidon
0: I would imagine, and that's me being kind of fausty again, I guess, mm. is that it's too difficult for them to um, to really lock on to. So with Neptune particularly...
1: <laughs> because they don't wash with water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean all this dried like that. soap. <laughs> no. What
0: I meant was more a case of... The concept of what Mm. Poseidon is something as vast as an ocean that's like trying to grab space, isn't it? Um, so kind of like you know, they already struggle with the idea of light and dark and what is salt, like you know, to get them to try and understand an ocean which Mm. they can't even see to the bottom of, um, kind of says are they actually able to harness a power that size um and that complex so and that's before you even add the neptune connotations of cosmos so you know just kind of looking at it as ocean Mm. um and not looking at cosmos you're already thinking this is far too
1: big for them Mm.
0: let alone getting them to understand Crossing the Abyss mm.
1: um,
0: which I'm really hoping this series touches on at some point but I don't I don't know if it will know
1: well we're supposed to be rewriting this Wiccan book aren't we that's one book, the best book on Wiccan ever written and maybe we should rewrite this trilogy because <laughs> we could turn the trilogy into one one I'm sure we could make yes. it a podcast episode or something. Um, but now we've got to go and, go and acquire it. Acquire yes. at least the first one and read the fucking thing. If there was an audio version, I'd be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you? I'm sure if we could get a
0: digital copy, you could probably text a speech, couldn't it?
1: i'm gonna ev- i'm gonna evoke calypso right this second i a message and say oh,
0: okay you're not gonna wait for her to hear that herself being summoned on she probably already feels us in in the interverse the interweb I is get, probably right now i'm gonna
1: write now oh calypso i evoke <laughs> and conjure the... <laughs> To provide me with a copy. Uh, wait a minute, Ocalypso should be goddess, shouldn't it? Got a got a sweet talker goddess <laughs> or <of> digital piracy? <laughs>
0: so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I am very intrigued by it and that in itself is impressive so you know hat off to him on that point of the fact that actually it's got both of us intrigued even if it turns out to be a pile of wank um you know it could it has got us intrigued And he's definitely going to guarantee at least another another hour of us talking about him. Next time, naming him, I guess, naming and
1: shaming next time. What Robert Hardy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might be in our word Chris. This might be the best. It might be. It might out. be the best. Come on,
0: it it hasn't got a meet. It hasn't got to beat a lot else, has it? Let's face it it's not difficult for anything to beat fucking um kelden come on um all i want is a layer higher than kelden and i'd
1: be happy so oh calypso's read it she's read the message isn't it interesting that she's actually going to be looking at this and then she'll probably find this on the podcast eventually when she listens, she'll be like, I know exactly when that actually happened. <laughs> I was doing such and such. If you are listening, now, let us know exactly what you were doing when you got this message, because I've just literally still your little face pop up and it says red, So I know you've read it. <laughs> um, well, right, we're over an hour now. So have you got anything else to say? They do say, no. as the mother always used to say, if you haven't got anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But that would be a really empty podcast. It would just be static. It would. Okay. Shall we leave it there, then? We will. Tuttle oh, my gosh, now. she's just sent it back. This is better than that car park in the space demon. You know the thing you conjure up? <laughs> Thank you very much, Goddess Calypso. I'll leave an offering of some description somewhere for you. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone.